Welcome to the Mic Drop Podcast. I am your host, Delvin Cox, and with me as always is my brother, I Am Vision. Say what's up, brother. What's up, though? How y'all doing? What's good with you, man? Everything good so far, man. No complaints. Let's get right into it, man. Let's talk about, with everything that's going on right now, I think it'll be fitting to talk about the power of influence and leadership. Yeah, I really believe that needs to be addressed. I think, um, before we even get into this, when we do this political episode, we ain't even at day 30 yet of him being inaugurated in yet. So I think we should get that episode, we'll get ready for that episode. So when day 30 comes, even if it's not when we originally dropped the podcast on day 30, we should drop that podcast. And then after that, on day 60, we drop another podcast. Since they follow in his first 100 days, we should drop a podcast, I guess, every 30. To show and talk about the issues and things that we see happening in this economic and political climate as just a month passes. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, a state of the union for the state of the union. Yeah, basically. Huh, I like that. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking about the more I've been seeing so much of the political stuff because we, I've been putting off the political side on my end because there's only so much you can talk about from a standpoint of a matter of weeks, whereas as they're following his 100 days, we should follow his 30 days. Every 30, we should follow. So <clears throat> I think in those four weeks, those four weeks speak more than what this man can say as an asshole a matter of minutes to deter people from thinking he's this, that, and the third. So the next hit, so his first official 30 days would be, would be... The 20th, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we should do that podcast either that night before or however we want to do it, however we're blessed to do it, and then we put it out on that 30th day. Well, well every every thirty days we'll drop our like state of the union to the state of the union. <laughs> well, the good thing for us is the twentieth is on our regular podcast dropping day. Uh, look at that. It, it, so it's on a Monday, so that'll basically be our first state of the union of the state of the union. <laughs> so we're gonna go through our thirty days. We're gonna go through our side of the thirty to his first thirty days in office. That's I feel like that will serve us more justice because then instead of talking politics, like we are breaking down everything on an urban level. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> makes a lot of sense to me. But yeah, man, getting back on point to the power of influence. There is no other greatest system on this earth where influence holds such power such as politics and religion. Not that we can talk about our both, but in these two worlds those who sit in the seat of power hold the gift or the power of influence. In some case, in a positive 
in sense, I would say influence is encouragement, is motivation, is inspiration. On a negative flip, influence is not influence, it's manipulation. So people need to understand the difference. So the person you put in power, if they're not a person of positivity, they will not influence. They will manipulate. I want to take it one step further what you said. You said politics and religion. I also want to add celebrity and stardom to that. Because there are so many people out there who is influenced by what celebrities do in terms of like, well, in terms of everything. Look at, look at our biggest celebrity right now, Kim Kardashian. Everybody follows her footsteps on what she does. She sets the trends. At a, some point in time, they were talking about Kanye West running for president. Well, I wasn't, see, my mind is only fixated on certain powers of influence. Like, them, yeah, you can count the trend world, you can count the superstars, so it's not that I forgot them. It's just, for what I'm talking about, they're not really important. <laughs> well, they're, they are important in a media aspect to what they can do as far as how they can manipulate weak-minded people, our children, you know, things of that sort. They divert the attention to what I'm talking about because you know like on Twitter for every political fiasco or every political ordeal or even terrorist attack is played down by old Kim Kardashian just got a cat and everybody's tweeting about this bitch and her cat when millions of people are dying <laughs> yeah that's the whole point of why I was trying to bring up that how a celebrity can that. a celebrity can bring up that. some nonsense and it can overturn anything that was going on for like, example, look at everything that's going on with Trump, and then boom, Beyonce has twins, and now... Everybody forgets whole, about it. Yeah, the whole world's in a fucking up world. And, everybody forgot. And the whole, really and on. the ironic thing about that is now is that our president is a celebrity. Oh, Lord. So if you really break, if you really want to break it down, it's even more baffling because our president is a celebrity, and he's, do, he's still acting like a celebrity. And people are getting mad because he's acting like a celebrity. Acting like a celebrity making presidential decisions. Yes. But we're going to get more into that part of it in our 30 days podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to get too deep in that. Yeah. For real. Man, but this power of influence thing. When I'm even going back to how everything went when I just started with music. For me, I was influenced by certain type of acts like Common, Nas, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, you know, so many different people from my era inspired me or motivated me to become a lyricist. Certain ones inspired me to become a poet. Then there were poets that inspired me to become a poet, like Langston Hughes, Edgar Allan Poe, Maya Angelou, like, you know, so many others. So these were positive influences that in turn took Something that I just used as a hobby or a way to escape my reality and become a gift that people look at and be like, yo, that's dope, or they find it entertaining. And my entertainment is a positive attribute to their thought process. It's not like I'm out here doing this 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 type of this millennium rap. That's what I call it with these millennials. I'm not doing this millennium crap where there's this music so it really don't serve no purpose. So there's no essence to it, there's no being, no creativity, no soul, none of that. So, when I look at what influenced me, and then what I in turn became, 
when I hit the stage or people hear the team's music and the influence that they feel from our music shows me that I took the influence the right way because now I am in turn aspiring to others or I'm influencing others versus me being a manipulator and taking my talent and really twisting you to do some dumb shit that you really shouldn't be doing. If that all makes sense, but makes perfect sense. The, yeah, I just look at the even when I play ball, like because I was the better player on the team, I become a captain. So my my gifts and my talents on this court, my natural ability on this court, blesses me in a position where I'm able to influence others who want to play as I play, so they can get off the bench or whatever the case be. So. From sports to music, even into the military, where I had when I got promoted, along with promotions came certain responsibilities and priorities. All of these positions that I've had in a positive light have been positions of influence, positions of power, in which I use the power correctly to influence others correctly. You know, thank God I was able to do that. Some people don't do that because some people with great power comes great responsibility, and some people are irresponsible. So then that great power becomes a dangerous weapon in the hands of that person because they become a corrupter, they become a manipulator. They won't ever really influence a person to achieve their best. They'll con a person to believe they're achieving their best while playing them for their worst. How do you want to look at that? But yeah, that's my take on it, man. What you what well, you got to say? A good example yeah. of what you're saying is look at dictators. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's Pretty the perfect bad. example, because you had guys like Fidel Castro, who promised to bring change and a, a regime change to Cuba, and bring essentially bring freedom, and he inspired so many people to follow him based on that. And once he got into power, he flipped it, but because he was such a powerful leader. Anybody who opposed them, including the United States, didn't get too far. True. I would even go as far as saying that he kind of left on his own terms. All the yeah, all the decades and decades of people trying to assassinate him didn't amount to much of anything because none of it none of it was successful. He did what he wanted to do in Cuba. And after he did what he wanted to do, he essentially died on his own terms. An old yeah, fragile old man. Old age. Old age. And I think, you know what I believe? I think it? he might have just been too evil to die. I also think that's a possibility as well because there's many people I think. That's funny because I'm, I'm trying to put it in proper words. You ain't never heard that saying that Evil never dies. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking of. When you look at guys like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. They, they say the good die young and evil never dies. Exactly. Die. That's the two you got guys like that who never really reached their potential, no matter how much stuff we've seen they've, they've done. They never really reached their potential because they died young. Yep. But you got these dictators who live long lives. Even of Saddam Hussein. Bin Laden, they were kind of old men when they died. It's something to think about. But it's also something to think about when you think about, like, 
How many guys like Saddam Hussein, Fidel Castro, Osama bin Laden get people to follow them? When you all boil down to it, they had to be good leaders. Not necessarily. They were good con men. They what? were good manipulators. Because you can see people, when people can get you, see, this is what I learned in the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. A real leader aspires people or influences people not by words, but by actions. Hitler was an order of words. An order of words is a manipulator. Which means you are very articulate, you are very crafty and very masterful with the things you say. Genghis Khan, um, Strategies of War book, that also teaches you that you can be masterful with your tongue and persuade a person to take their own lives. Hitler was like that. Hitler was that. Napoleon Bonaparte was that. These, these men were great with their words. They made you feel certain ways with their words and their words moved you and captivated you to the point you were easily manipulated by simple deception and trickery of words <laughs> yeah that's a big so, part of it so yeah like I mean I go back to what I was saying like the power of influence is also the power of manipulation. See, it's a mirror. I didn't say it in the beginning, but I kept bringing up the manipulation because they're like twins. They're twin brothers. They're, they come from the same mother, which is power. And power has a positive and a negative side. Influence is the positive side. Manipulation is obviously the negative side. So knowing that, you know you have the power to wield greatness through the influence, which is your actions. And then you have the power to wield through manipulation, which is your words. Your actions don't manipulate people. Your words, your words influence people, but it can also manipulate. So let me ask you this then. Is manipulation always a bad thing? Yes. In my opinion, it is. Because if you feel the need to manipulate then you're not being direct and manipulation is a form of deception which is lying so all manipulation doesn't come from a good place to manipulate even if you it's for a positive gain if you can't be direct and honest or modest then your tactic is you basically that's the 48 laws of power 48 laws of power teaches you to manipulate the system is built around manipulation therefore you must have a system of manipulation of your own in order to make it See, that's just what I was going to, because our whole economy is essentially based off of manipulation. Which is why it will fail. Every great empire was built genuinely off of manipulation. Everybody can say something different, but nobody really wants to actually acknowledge where they really come from. Everybody want to believe they come from this, come from that. This is all because of manipulation. You don't know where you really come from because there's too much twisted manipulation and too much twist to the truth that you can't find the truth unless you really sit and look. Like a lot of us think everything is all this, that, and the third when it comes to culture. There's a lot of real African Americans of real African descent that have European blood. <laughs> yeah, that is very much true. There are real Irish people you know, that I've met I've even, you know, dated or whatever, German women, things of that sort, where 
they have African family. But they are of European pure descent and have family that is African, direct blood related. So therefore, with that being said, manipulation has us all believing one thing when it's really another thing. Believe half of what you hear and none of what you see. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's how I feel with that one. Because uh, when you look at manipulation, it play it literally plays in every aspect of our life, from Definitely. TV to music, even to the books we read that they give us in school. History that we learn is depicted by what they want us to know and learn, which is condition. And history, you, the yeah. expression always goes, goes, history is told by the victors. Never by the failures, because the failures are dead. Exactly. So how can they tell you they're part of history if they're dead? You got to believe the word of a victor who viewed the failure a certain way, so therefore, is his is what he's saying truth and is it biased? Or is it something manipulated, like the King James Version of the Bible? I can read that Bible and I don't feel how every other Afrocentric person feels about the Bible. I know the history of King James. I know, I mean, I know everything. I grew up in this shit, feel me? So I know why they feel the way they feel, but at the same time, it's all a, it's all a puzzle. Like the King James Version of the Bible is like a puzzle. There's certain things put in, and there's certain things that were taken out. If you don't know that the Bible is bigger than this King James Version, and you never went and did your own research, then there's no more I can say to that. You're going to believe whatever you want to believe, because that's what you talk through. You weren't taught to go out and go dig deeper and look for more and find bigger evidence. Because the Bible, I remember the passage saying, not even the Bible, but I remember the passage saying, seek and ye shall find. It didn't tell you where to seek, but it said, seek and ye shall find. So with that being said, go do your research and you're going to find the answers. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. It's that and that goes back to something we were saying in our first episode. Oh, yeah. People, oh, God. people can take yeah. the Bible's words and essentially make them say whatever they want them to say. And it's really so simple. But the Bible itself, the King James Version itself, is the biggest, I want to say the biggest symbol of what people would think manipulation is on the planet because some people think that the Bible was designed to keep us with a slavery mindset when you look at words like where it says obey your master and things like this and that so you got to remember the era of time where this Bible came from. During the King James era they had slaves nigga. I mean you a slave now if you got a job and you got to pay bills you a slave to this society and this economy believe it or not. Your social security number ain't nothing but an inmate number. Damn yeah. near. It's just not an inmate number, but it's a way for them to keep track of your ass and how much money you make and how much they can take from you. <laughs> for a debt that you, that you don't even have nothing to do with, but because you live in this nation that owes this debt, that you got to pay it. Yep. <laughs> but you know, that's another episode. I'm saying shit on the fly because I want people to know that these two brothers right here are not stupid. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like, you, we know what's going on in this world. We just hope y'all do too. But, you know, getting back on point, man, manipulation 
our system, I mean, when you look at just how America was built and created and made, it was built and created off manipulation. Englishmen come, you call them pilgrims. Indians greet, show hospitality, get raped, killed, uh, sick, quarantined, all type of weird shit. You know, Thanksgiving is celebrated off some fucked up terms. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. But, you know, all of this happened to these Native Americans, and then boom, now you got America. But then you got people saying stuff like, oh, bro, Christopher Columbus discovered this part of America. Yo, if America was already discovered by somebody else, how did he discover this? <laughs> I've been saying it all my life. I said, we, we, when I was in school, we were taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Exactly. Then when I got in high school, they were like, nah, he didn't discover America. That's just not true. So look at that. That's already a contradiction in history that we just exposed. And then everybody will say, oh, well, no, he didn't discover America. He discovered Florida. But is Florida not attached to America? Like, you assholes. Did you not pay attention to what y'all said in history? Just think, then, you know, just think about just think about they will argue dates and be like, well, you gotta look at the dates time No, you said this person discovered America, and you said this person founded America. But if they founded America, didn't they discover it first? Yes. Just think about all the things that we, as kids and now as adults, seen change in our lifetime. Like when we were yeah. coming up, Pluto was a planet. Yeah, now it's a it's a dwarf star. Yes. Oh, don't even get me started on the periodic element, you know, periodic table of elements. The non-changing, you know, the non-changing table of elements that now has changed and has way more elements on the table than it did when we went to. Which I always knew when it comes to numbers and formulas, you can't sit there and tell me that's never going to change. Numbers always change. Formulas will always change. Therefore, periodic, you know, the periodic table of elements will bound to have more elements, just like you find out we're the youngest galaxy. How long did you know we were the youngest galaxy? Because you had to know this already. Y'all been seeing extraterrestrial type of shit since I've been born. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no way you can't tell me you didn't know we were the youngest galaxy or we're not the only ones. Duh, dumbasses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can even break it down in the simplest of forms. When was the last time you done not to put you on the spot. When was the last time you looked at your daughter's math homework? Uh, last week when she had homework and I had to check it. Do you notice that they do math completely different than we did in school? Yeah, because nothing I do makes sense anymore. Yes. The whole, the whole way they do division is completely different. So I, a couple weeks ago, I was helping my son with his math. And, he was, and I was doing division. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing division. We don't do it like that. Like, what are you talking about? This is the way they said do division. No, yeah, do it like this. He showed me this completely different way that they do division now. And I was baffled. So that tells you that with time, influence. Things change. Things change. And, influence change. Influence. Yeah, influence change. Well, you, we, weren't, we weren't a digital age. You know, our era wasn't the digital age, it was the implementation. The 80s, you remember the old Macintosh computers with the red, blue, blue Apple on it? Like, nobody knew that Apple would become what it became today. And technology advanced to the point where kids are so advanced just off of a site like abcmouse.com. My daughter grew up on that. 
but yeah. she had interaction with me and then she had you know other interactions as well but children are learning from tablets and fucking laptops today therefore as a... this is a different this is this is a different and dangerous era because they're so smart to the point that they don't even realize how dangerous they are to themselves and it's even more baffling that this is the, this is the first generation that doesn't even have to go to school you can do all your schoolwork at home yeah, you get and, a diploma at the house, and it and it seems feasible. It's not like when we were coming up, and they were like, "You gotta go, go, you gotta do homeschooling." But you know, you know why it seems feasible. Some families can't afford it, but the most important thing is, some families can't afford the wardrobe for the kids. Some families live in impoverished neighborhoods, so these kids going to school is endangering their lives. And look at here, mommy alone. How many kids get killed? Drive-bys, just being on their porch, like I'm doing right now doing this podcast like the dangers in this world are so imminent and so disturbing and so right in front of your face that people are scared to live this is an era where people are scared to live and when I say scared to live they're scared to just they're scared to exist because of the dangers that exist outside their own homes from neighbors to pedophiles to even their own law enforcement this is a dangerous world. Like we've always known this world to be dangerous, but the way we do it to be dangerous with some direct contact. With this world now, what these millennials know is what they see from our time. The Rodney King riots, like a lot of historical things that have happened are televised and can be seen visibly. So they, re they live through a reenactment by seeing it. And then they could have encountered some form of any of this when they walked out in the real world. And it could just have them like, you know what, I don't want my kids to go through this. I'm going to keep my kids safe. Boom, you're going to school home. You're doing K through 12 on the computer. You know, and then these kids in turn, because they're being homeschooled, not all of them have social issues, but some of them have social problems as a result because they don't know how to interact with other people. And then when they get out here, they feel like social outcasts. Then guess what you have? A sociopath, possible serial killer, possible rapist, possible pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely correct. And I talk to my wife about that all the time, that how, you know, homeschooling is good for many things, but I don't think, by me personally, I wouldn't want my kids homeschooled because they yeah, need that yeah. social experience. Yeah, you, when you take that social experience away, you create a weird world for that, that being because you can't even call it a child no more because they don't have the experience. So now it's just a being. And you don't know what your child is going to become as a result of the lack of social experience. You just have to make sure that they can choose appropriate social experiences where, you know, God be willing nothing would ever happen to them. But again, it's a dangerous world. So would it be in a dangerous world people are scared to live? They say they won't be because, you know, that YOLO shit, you only got one life to live, but people take that shit out of text. That don't mean go fuck all the you know, women you want to fuck or do all the drugs you want to do, you know, stuff like that. That doesn't mean to do any of that crap. You know, it just means you only got one life to live, man. Make the best of it. Do things you know you want to do and, and make sure you're happy with your life and the outcome of everything you chose to do. Because at the end of the day, the decisions you make either make you or break you. So I never liked that YOLO thing, to be honest with you. I thought that would be some crap terminology. <laughs> <laughs>
because just because you only got one life to live, don't mean go out there and be so reckless. Don't go out there and be Charlie Sheen. <laughs> we all see where that got him. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on leadership. What are who are some of the biggest leaders you think our country have right now? Biggest influences. Obama was one. For sure. Common was another, and I don't think people realize that because he was like an ambassador. Yeah, I can see that. Um, see, I'm only thinking about people who can influence. I ain't thinking about manipulators. So, uh, who else? Uh, some, it was this guy I saw on TED Talks. He's a pretty big deal, too. I can't remember his name, but it was on the TED Talk presentation. And it made me research him. Okay, I can't remember what the hell it was about. I think it was about nanotechnology. Um, freak, I can't remember his name. But um, the biggest, the biggest so far, even though he's not even president of Norway, well, to be honest, he, what, not even him. You know what? Let me change that, man. Michelle Obama, man, because what she did with that fitness program, she did that, man. Yeah. She, she did that. So let me say, you know, not to take nothing away from old Barack and from old Barry, but Michelle is the only first lady I have seen to hit the ground running in a tremendous way and make a difference. Like obesity has not been abolished from America, but during their campaigns, she endorsed a lot of play activities and a lot of activities for the children that I think is the reason why this is one of the, it's not the most, but it's coming close to one of the most athletic eras of, of young adults since our time. Because, you know, basketball and football was everything when we were growing up. But now, you know, it's so much different entertainment their minds might not have been like how ours were, but, but, but Michelle Obama's initiative and the money that she gave to certain programs and things of that sort, very big influence. Very big. And she was an African-American. Not was. Is an African-American woman. So, big deal. I put her at the top of the list. Because <laughs> she's going to still be doing it even though they're not in office. It's just something she started that's going to continue on. So, there it is. She's the top of my list. Still got comment on it, but yeah. Who would you say? I'm gonna go left. You going to the manipulation? No, I want to go there too, but I want to go more in terms of somebody you wouldn't expect me to say. Ellen DeGeneres. No, I would expect that. The way people follow this lady is amazing. Anything she says, whether people realize it or not, is always gobbled up by media in terms of like, because you know she's a lesbian woman. So when she talks about gay rights on her show or anything like that, the media immediately picks up on it, whether... Whether people realize it or not. Yeah, man, you're right about that. 
I mean, I didn't not that I didn't think about her. She was in my head along with um Wendy Williams and Oprah, but Ellen. She's yeah. she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of the lesbian version of Oprah. Ain't no kind of. Yeah. She is essentially the white lesbian version of Oprah. Sometimes I wonder if Oprah is a lesbian. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I don't hear too much about Stedman. Man, you don't hear nothing about Oprah, man. She's a god. Oprah is amazing in the sense where... She sits at Mount Olympus with Zeus and all of that. <laughs> I'm going to put Ellen up there too because if you look at those two people, one thing they have in common is the fact that you never hear nothing bad about either one of them. And we'll cover that on another show. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> Cause that right there is like, woo! My mind started running. I was like, no, 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 stay on <laughs> Another person who I'm gonna bring up is as an influencer, Bernie Sanders. And I say that because I don't want to get too deep into it. But people don't realize how much he influenced the election. He should have been president. Yeah. <laughs> he was the only real good choice we had. I think when people look back, they'll realize a lot of things happened because of Not Bernie that. Sanders. They ain't going to realize because they're too busy hating everything that's coming out of Trump's mouth. <laughs> So just, just think about it in this sense. Because Bernie Sanders wasn't taking away voters from Trump. He was taking away voters from Clinton. Whether you believe it or not. And not only that, the people who were going to vote for Sanders didn't vote for Clinton. Even when he lost. Even with him saying, hey, you should vote for her. Because they were that loyal to Bernie Sanders. They were like, if we can't have Bernie Sanders, we're not voting. And if you look at the election polls, they, the, did. they didn't vote. The voter turnout is far less than it has been since Obama got in office. Yeah. So that's the thing about leaders. They... I don't think Bernie Sanders did it intentionally. I think that he let, lit a fire in a whole bunch of people, a whole generation of people that's not going to go out. And even the, I don't think even with him not winning, you're going to start seeing a whole lot more people think like him. He influenced the next generation of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, hopefully we get to see that generation, man. Are we going to see Some, it? Somebody going to hit that button, man. We going to World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can very much see that happening. I'm trying not to get too much into politics because, like I said, I want to discuss that stuff within the first, on our next podcast, talk about the whole first 30 days. Yeah, because I've been thinking about it, man, because it's like every day. Something new like comes on, up. On the news on my phone, you know, seeing it, man, it's like it's something every day, like, yeah. Instead of just waiting and talking about one particular episode, 
we might as well make this like a every 30 days. Since they're doing the first 100 days, we get to the first three months, then shit. Yeah. <laughs> first three months or the first four months. First three months sounds fair because that's a quarter. So we do the first quarter. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Perfect sense. That way, you know, we can say what bad we don't like. What good we like if we find any good we like, and how, what we how we taking things that people may be taking way left field and reacting a certain way and things of that sort. Because what we need is a breakdown of what's really being transpired and what's really the intention, so people can understand what's really going on here. Because people can be hating blindly or making real dumb decisions just based off of sheer miscommunicated words that make people believe everything is about racism. And in the end, in America, man, ain't nothing about really racism. Everything's about money. Money and, and power. Where most money can come from is how the system is going to manipulate the economy and the civilians. Money and power. Simple as that. Yeah. Does racism play a part in that? You can say that because the people who have all the money and power are white. The locks, man. Money, power, respect. Yeah. Don't nobody respect you until you got money and power. That is true. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on this leadership thing? No, man. I think we did pretty good on this one. Let's touch on one more thing before we head out. Tonight is the Grammys. Yeah, I'm out of touch, man. I don't watch that shit neither. <laughs> I'm bringing it up because I was going to ask you, do you watch it? Nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to front now if I see the news say something about African American information or news in the Grammys then, you know, I'll go back and I'll watch because, you know, it's on demand and shit like that. So. I always but felt like the Grammys were out of touch in terms of when it comes to hip hop. So I never watched it. The Grammys are out of touch. Period. Because <laughs> they be like, so in a year. Only, it only it only caters to a certain art form if you're paying attention to it. Yes, 100%. And a certain demographic of said art form if you're paying attention to it. Yes. So it's just, it never caught my attention, man. I'm going to just be honest. Just like now, the BET Awards, all these award shows, don't, none of them catch my attention. Man. I don't look at none of that shit. I used to, I used to, and I used to be an avid follower of them, but nah, not today, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, nah, I feel like a waste of time. There's so much better things to do with my time, like play with my daughter. <laughs> I agree. Or read her bedtime story instead of watching the Grammys. <laughs> well, two more important things that happen in the night. That I care about, and you probably care about, the return of Walking Dead and WWE Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Elimination Chamber's on right now. So yeah. As we get, as soon as we done, I'm already on that. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. We watch Walking Dead, which is on right yeah, now. Walking Dead is DVR, so I already got that. Yeah, I'm DVR on it right now too, but I'm gonna watch it after I finish the podcast. I'm gonna mix the podcast down, then go watch it. And then after yeah, I watch Walking see, Dead and watch Elimination Chamber. You got a mix. 
I'm gonna go watch that elimination challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotta do no mixing for later in the week. And we're gonna probably go ahead and um record a little earlier in the week. Cause this week may be a slower week too. So we'll see how okay. this goes. Oh, let me mention it right now. I'm gonna be on a podcast this week. Yeah, I was invited to be on Games We Don't Play podcast with that Chalfie and Sean from ETMF Network. Oh, shout out to both of them. I be seeing y'all activity on Twitter. I just be too busy on the forklift at work to respond. <laughs> I'm going I'm to get back at y'all. Yeah, we're going to start recording. We're going to record this week for the podcast. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be my first guest spot on the podcast, so I'll make sure I big up the show. Oh man, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited for that, man. You know, it just shows that um we got some reach. Yeah, our hard work I'm is paying off. I'm starting to get back into it, man. After that show last night, and I didn't perform. It was more like I had my brother debut and my um, other manager debut. So. Me and my girl didn't even really perform last night. Plus, the venue was kind of like weird because we didn't know we were supposed to be upstairs. It was a whole lot of it was a messed up night that turned out to be. It was a good night that got messed up that still ended good. That's the best way to put it. But uh, they killed the show. Long story short, I'm gonna put some footage up. Um, getting back into the show scene, man. I was shouting out the podcast, you know, out there a little bit and ears and whatnot. So, you know, big things going to be coming, man, because I'm back performing now, so we need to get some merch. So while I'm out, I got to find a way to um, brand our merch, like dual brand. So while I'm out, I can see about getting us some guests while I'm at at some of these venues. Plus, with local artists, you know, we're going to be starting to play music, so get them to uh, submit. That's a very good idea. I like it. Also, I think yeah. we need to um, start promoting some of your shows on the podcast. Is there any shows you got coming up real soon? There will be, but it's in the works right now. I'm trying to see if it's going to be possible to pull this one off, but I know the next one will be in March. Not sure of the details just yet. Waiting until um, we hear back from this book and rep, and then we'll go from there. But Looking for a lot of venues, man, because that was the first show of the year. So looking for more venues to keep it moving, man. Keep the push moving. Keep the activity moving. Keep everything flowing, man. So I'll let you know, though. I'll keep you up to date. Yeah. Any Anybody in the South Florida area who want to check out I Am Vision, make sure y'all listen to the podcast so y'all can find out the dates of when he's going to be performing. Yeah, man. We getting back at it, man. It's called dope shows, as always, and it's not that expensive to get into them. No, no. So be on the lookout for that. Anything else we got to say? Um, no, no, no. All right, then let's give all our information, then I guess. No, so um, with that being said, you already know on Twitter. It's at I-I-A-M-V underscore Z-I-O-N. And then, of course, there's the WordPress, which I will be updating within the next two weeks. But the 
versus gcmg305.wordpress.com. You'll find my Twitter, SoundCloud, blah, blah, blah. It's all there. You know, I ain't going to run you to death every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Delvin underscore Cox on Twitter, at the Mike Drop Pod on Twitter as well. If you got any stuff you want to send us, some stuff you want us to talk about on the show, send it to the Mike Drop Pod at gmail.com. Oh, excuse me. The Mike Drop Podcast at gmail.com. Music submissions, stories you want us to look into, anything like that, just send it to that part, that on link, and we'll be sure to look at it. Yep. Also, I write for a blog on darkfire.net. I write some stuff on there, some cool stuff on there, so when you guys get a chance, check that out. It's pretty cool. That's about it, I think. Anything else you got to say, brother? No, man. I think think this was a good one. Yeah. So, I'm I'm content. (laughs) Me too. I'm finna go watch Negan bust some heads for that damn bat, Lucille. I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you. Elimination Chamber match. John Cena, let's go. Let's go, Zeta. Look, this is going to be WrestleMania. This was going to happen at WrestleMania. Okay. If it ain't John Cena, it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I think so. Hey. This is. I think this is how they're going to break up the Wyatt family. I can see that happening. Oh, I, I forgot to mention something. Let's not forget, I predicted the Super Bowl last week. Yeah, on I the, did. On the podcast, when we were talking about, like, if you know the Patriots, them motherfuckers going to come back. And sure enough, yeah. the motherfuckers they came did. back and won. No, Atlanta won. Nah. That's fake news. I don't know, man. I didn't really pay much attention to it, man. <laughs> I was looking at the game, and then the game was looking at me because I went to sleep. The Patriots won. They won the overtime and won. Oh, oh well. Either way, yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> I had to finish watching it because 24 came on after that, so I had to stay up and watch it. Yeah, see, I DVR'd that, and then I watched that the next day. That was good. 24 was really good. I like it. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about that show on one of the podcasts. Oh, yes, definitely. I can talk to you about 24 all day. <laughs> Literally. But anyways, Mic Drop Podcast, and we are out. Deuces.